Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome to this episode of the Live, Train, Perform podcast. I'm your host, Sean Kober. During today's episode, we are going through my five-minute fitness tips where I give some strategies on how to train correctly and look after yourself after the age of 30. And this is something that I'm going through right now. I'm 35 years old, turning 36 this year. And over the last couple of years, I've realized that I can't push myself as much as I used to. Well, I can push myself as much as I used to. I just have to focus on the other things now rather than just the training. So that's what this episode is all about. Now, the first thing I want to talk about is uh, spending more time preparing for hard training sessions. Though, Like I just said, I still train really fucking hard when I'm preparing for something, um, especially if I'm peaking for a rugby tournament or um some form of competition, then I'm really going to get after my training. I'm going to dial in my nutrition and everything like that. Okay, but I really need to focus on um, preparing my body, not only my body, but um, my nervous system for the training session ahead. So if I'm going to be doing some heavy strength-based work, then I really need to focus on getting my joints aligned, getting the muscles firing properly um, that I'm going to be working through that training session, the prime movers along with the stabilizing muscles and um, the synergist, the muscles that are aiding in those movements. But I also need to prepare my central nervous system. Um, so I've gone through the RAMP protocol in previous podcasts. I've gone, th- gone through that a couple of times. RAMP is raise, activate, mobilize, potentiate. So I'm gonna go- not going to go through that today in detail. Go back and listen to those episodes. But that's the first point is preparing your body and your mind for hard training sessions, spending more time doing that stuff uh, in preparation for your strength, speed, power, um, muscle building, weight loss, conditioning, etc. Um, the second thing I want to talk about is prioritizing recovery mechanisms. So um, again, I can train hard, I do train hard, but I need to spend more time focusing on the recovery aspects. I can't get away with the same shit that I used to do when I was, you know, 25 years old, when I was still in the army and I was hammering myself in every single training session. So um, that's a big point is focusing on those recovery mechanisms being sleep, nutrition, hydration, massages, um, mobilization drills, stretching, it might be yoga, mindfulness, all of these different tools, um, sauna, ice bath, um, swimming, um, you know, just rolling the legs over on a bike or something like that. These recovery mechanisms as you get older are much, much more important because like I said, you can't get away with the same shit that you used to get away with when you were younger simply because as we get older, we start to pick up more injuries. Um, The body starts breaking down a little bit more. It doesn't recover as well as it used to. Um, Testosterone production decreases in men. Um, All of these different things uh, contribute to basically not being able to get away with the same shit you got away with when you're younger. So that leads into the next thing I want to talk about, which is maintenance work. Um, So I've spoken about activate, mobilize. Now, um, the mobility-based work is essentially to address any dysfunction and muscle imbalances that come up throughout a lifetime. So again, I'm 35 years old, about to turn 36, and I've got, you know, 25 years-ish of injuries that my body's picked up and uh, created detours for in regards to neural pathways. So when we get injured, our body still needs to move. It still needs to do shit. So um, it's going to create a detour 
to fire different muscles in a different order to complete that movement now. Uh, most people don't rehab properly when they do go through a rehab program and they do enough to stop the pain from um, limiting them, but they don't actually um, recreate those neural pathways for efficient and optimal movement. So as we get older, we need to focus a little bit more on maintenance work. And this is where rehab-based work comes into play. Um, this is where soft tissue work comes into play, massages, uh, stretching and things like that. So I've got a couple of um, really good corrective exercise uh, demos, tutorials on my YouTube channel, which is at Performance Functional Training. And those two videos in particular that I'm talking about are the simple drills to address lower cross syndrome and simple drills to address up cross syndrome. So I'll have those linked in the show notes. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is undulating your training intensity and volume. So yes, I can train hard. Okay, but if I'm going to train really fucking hard, intensity is basically the effort that you're putting in. So a one rep max max deadlift is going to be intensity. A sprint session is going to be intensity based. Um, a power session is going to be intensity based. All right, if I'm doing high intensity, then the amount that I'm doing, my volume is going to be low. However, if I'm doing a lot of volume, which might be bodybuilding style training, it might be endurance-based work, it might be aerobic capacity. When I'm focusing on volume, then my intensity is going to be low. All right, so I'm undulating my training intensity and my training volume. I'm not bumping both of those at the same time. As one goes up, as I start lifting heavier and heavier and heavier, for example, then the amount of work that I do, the volume that I do, the exercises that I do is going to decrease and vice versa. The last thing I want to talk about is to schedule in deloads. Now, deloads are um, a critical part of a strength and conditioning program because uh, we don't adapt in the gym. We adapt when we drive the stimulus in the gym. We train really hard for a period of time and then we rest, recover, rejuvenate, replenish those systems uh, and then our body goes through a compensation process where it goes, ah, that was really fucking hard. I need to be able to deal with that better next time. So I'm going to make myself bigger, stronger, faster, um, leaner, better looking, whatever. All right. So this is where deloads come into play and how I structure this will depend on the people that I've got in front of me um, or if I'm training myself or how long I've got for an event or something. But essentially how I use deloads is week one is kind of going to be um, an introduction to the phase that we're working through. So I'll give you an example about my professional fighters that I'm working with at the moment. I've got them on a periodized um, all year round training program. So we'll go through some strength-based work for four weeks. And then, you know, week three of that, we'll introduce some power-based work. And then we'll go strength and power. And then that strength and power will lead into just purely power and then power endurance. Um, and then we'll transition into speed, speed and power. All right, and then speed endurance and then energy system conditioning to round it off. And then we cycle back and we go through hypertrophy. So basically what I'm doing there is I'll work in like four-week blocks. And I might do four weeks of strength. Week one's an intro um, to those movements, those exercises. I'm practicing technique. I'm teaching. I'm coaching um, the movements. I'm coaching uh, what muscles they should be feeling. I'm correcting technique, etc. 
All right, week two is going to start building upon that and start loading um, those patterns, those um, techniques and skills that we've created in week one. Then week three, we're going to build that again. Week four, we test, all right? And then that's gonna lead us into the next phase. So the next phase, the intro, week one of phase two is going to be my deload. All right, now I'll also pay attention to my athletes and myself if I'm training myself for an event. I'll pay attention to um, when my athletes need a deload. So if their HRV is down for a few days in a row, or they're going into their MMA sparring sessions, they can't fucking hold their hands up because they're really tired, then I'm going to have a conversation with them and I'm going to tell them that they probably need to have a deload. Now, a deload is simply, doesn't mean not doing anything. It just means you change your focus. So instead of going into the gym and hammering yourself every day and just kind of going through the motions and spinning the wheels, getting junk work done, it's about, cool, what can I do that's going to help me repair the systems this week to allow me to get back into the gym next week and then build, 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 test and contribute to the overall training plan. So I might schedule in deloads maybe every four, five, six weeks. I might also schedule in a deload within the week. So I might have like two hard days, Monday, Tuesday, and then a deload on Wednesday where it might just be corrective exercise, mobility work, massage, swim, whatever and then two hard days uh, Thursday Friday and then Saturday Sunday off all right so uh, big point that I want to make here is that I gave that as examples for training after 30 all right that those points get more and more important as you get older okay but in saying that all of those points are completely relevant for every single person that's training okay it's not just about what you're doing right now It's about setting yourself up for the future. That's it for me today, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed that conversation. Any five-star ratings and reviews are much appreciated. Much love. Peace.